everyone, and welcome to the Where There's a Will, There's a Way podcast. Have you ever wondered what having a disability looks like? Throughout my life, where there's a will, there's a way has been a motto that I've lived by. What better way to explore that motto than to interview individuals that have shaped my life as a young girl to who I am today? This podcast is intended for those that have a disability and those who don't have a disability that are curious as to what life with a disability entails. If you have any suggestions as to who you would like me to interview or topics you would like me to cover, please let me know. You may remember a few months ago I did a podcast with a friend of mine named Brandon, whose mom was diagnosed with a disability when he was two, and how he took care of his mom until she passed away. I wanted to kind of expand on that, except have the subject be when your caregiver passes away. Um, Just a warning, this episode may be a little difficult to listen to. It's definitely going to be difficult for me to talk about, but I feel like it's necessary. So listen as you're able. A little bit of a backstory. Um, my parents are amazing people. They were adamant that I'd be as independent as possible. However, there were some things that I wasn't taught growing up. And that led me to be incredibly sheltered. This is not a podcast to badmouth my parents. I did the best I could with what they had. It's just things I'm learning to do at my age that I should have learned how to do a long time ago. And that doesn't involve physicality. It involves finances and other things like that. So, I had a multitude of surgeries growing up from the time I was three days old to the time I was 20-something. I don't remember the exact number. Anyways, um, my mom was the main caregiver. She she should have been a nurse. I mean, with all the stuff that I've been through and my twin has been through, she should have been a nurse. Because she did just about everything. So, in 2005, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, had chemo, radiation, had surgery, and was in remission on Valentine's Day in 2006. Fast forward to 2013, long story short, one of my medical devices had a malfunction, and so I had surgery to fix it, and one thing led to another, and I had some complications that led me to have a three-week ICU stay. I won't go into detail about all of that currently, um, but let's just say my mom was my rock. She encouraged me because I had to learn how to do everything all over again physically. She made sure I had all the medications I needed. She made sure there was a nurse available if needed. She was my nurse 
during those three weeks after I left ICU. She was my cheerleader. She was my everything. She took me to college every day. Took me from my university that I go to to community college three nights a week. Um, I ate dinner in the car. She just did everything. July 4th, 2015. A day I will never forget. She'd been having some pain and just played it off as her gallbladder. And then she finally says, you know, I think I may need to go to the emergency room. So then she gets home that day and she tells me that she has stage four liver cancer. So I'm used to having some medical issues and there's always been a way to remedy those or fix those or whatever you want to call it. With my mom, it was treatable but not curable. Well, first of all, I'm not used to, I'm not used to the word no in terms of medical stuff. So that was hard. Um, she went through chemo and that was one of the hardest things I have ever witnessed. To have her go from someone who was such a go-getter and just full of energy to hardly having any energy to roll over. That was incredibly difficult. She passed away on March 12th, 2016 after eight, eight and a half, I guess, battle with cancer. Um, I've had this discussion with many people since then. Grief is a completely different animal. I went from anger that she was taken so young at 56 to sadness that my mom was going to miss all of my major milestones. Getting married, having kids... Maybe going back to school. I was frustrated that when she finally got help, it was too late. All the while, I learned how to do a lot of things that I'd never had to do before. That includes personal hygiene in some areas. That includes Dealing with insurance. We all know how much of a pain insurance can be. But when you're a disabled person who needs certain services and you have to fight, more often than not, it gets exhausting. I had no idea how to do that. I didn't know how to handle my own finances. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. My mom was always the one that did all of these things. 
So her passing away, it was like, I have to do what now? Uh, okay. I had absolutely no idea what to do. So I want to tell parents out there who have a child with a disability that is intellectually capable of learning these tasks, such as finances, please, please, please teach them how to do these things before it's too late. Don't shelter them from life's difficulties. My mom's death was the first one that I have seen. And for your first death experience, as well as your first true grief experience to be with your own mother, sucks. I'll just be frank. This is not going to be an explicit podcast by any means, but it sucks. Even now, going to grad school, I would give anything for my mom to be here for that. She always joked that when I graduated college, she said, I should get an honorary degree. And she should. Because she was there every day of my collegiate career. From helping me study, to figuring out where to go on campus, to... Allowing me to speak up for myself. Um, just so many things. Just know that what, even if you think you're doing what's right by your child by doing all these things for them. It is such a disservice when you're gone and the child has no idea how to do a lot of life things, which was my case. I don't fault either of my parents because they did the best they could. I just don't want to see any other person have to go through what I've gone through in terms of learning how to do a lot of life's everyday things in my 30s let's put it that way I don't want to put I don't want to say my age but I had to learn how to do these things in my 30s I'm I'm not going to get religious on this podcast because that's not my goal but I had many thoughts of If the reason you want my mom is so that I can learn how to be independent, well, this is one heck of a way to do it. And I thought that for a long, long time.
But honestly, if if my mom's illness had happened, I would still be in the same boat that I was in before she passed away. Please, please have resources available for your child when you pass away, whether that be a program that allows them to live on their own and have caregivers come in when needed, or transportation services, or just anything. Make sure your child is set up for success even when you pass away. Losing my mom has been the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Not said. I wouldn't be where I am today if that had happened. I wouldn't have had to grow in so many ways if she were still here. Because I would still let her do everything for me. Just know that your child will thank you for teaching them how to do these things rather than having to find out when you're a lot older. That's all I have to say for now. Thank you all for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon.